fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's up, everybody? How's it going? What's going on? And what's the haps? My name is Holly Cates, as always, your favorite personal stylist, hostess with the mostest, and the only Holly you need to know. If you are joining us for the first time, Welcome. Damn it. Welcome to the party. So glad to have you. We have almost 100 episodes of exclusive original fashion content in addition to interviews with some of the biggest and brightest and most fabulous brands and people in the fashion industry happening right here, right now, and on the Fashion Crimes podcast. And I mean, right now, I can't even hold it back any longer. Damn it. Guess who's back? What's up, Nolan? Hello, hello. I'm back by, as I, li- as I like to say, not so popular demand. First of all, fuck off for being gone for so long. That's A. B, very happy to have you. So I retract that fuck off. But you just wanted a brief, a, a brief existence of the fuck off. And then now you're retracting it. I get it. I get it. I, I wanted to get it out there because I thought you were popular before everybody wants to be your best friend now everybody and it's really annoying and when every time some nolan makes a new woman friend i'm like i'm 80 percent happy for you and he's like don't worry she's not coming for your crown i'm like you don't know if she is or not so in the words of one of our favorite tv characters cameron from modern family would you like me to wait until i'm less socially desirable because that's never going to happen i'm too charismatic <laughs> You are very desirable. I am. I'm not used to this. I, I like to say it makes up for not having any friends in high school because now all of a sudden I feel like a lady about town. Every time I see Nolan, he is like, try this dessert. Try this. These cookies are amazing. Try that because that's all he's eating these days and he's not eating anything else. So Nolan is like super slim and trim and only eating Oreos. Buying this at this sample sale. Oh, I got a jacket at this sample sale. Oh, I got this. Let's talk about your latest coat, shall we? Because that's one for a moment. That is a fashion moment. Dr. Strange. I did just order. um, Well, I ordered it for a trip that we're now not going on. So I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to wear it now. It's going to be like a, a gay club or something. But I ordered a bronze, like silk file trench coat with crystal trim from Aria. And it's very cool. Who doesn't need a rust-colored silk trench coat with crystal rhinestone trim? I'm just saying, who doesn't need something like that? Everyone needs that. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Anyway, we have done so many fun and interesting things together. I have been in New York for a while Nolan has been 80% happy for me that I had to go back to Atlanta. But what do we do? We went to the Markarian showroom. Give us a little background on our Markarian, please. 
Yes. So it has become one of my favorite brands, not just because I love the designer and her team and the PR maven love behind her. it, but I love the aesthetic of it. I like to call it the party wardrobe for the intellectual New Yorker. Wow. That's a new one. Well, it is. It's kind of has a Victorian inspiration. It's very, you know, thick fabrics and brocades and prints, but then it also has these moments of, you know, softness with like cotton dresses and it's just, it's fabulous. And I originally think the first time I used them was for Candace Bushnell to wear to the premiere of And Just Like That. So it was a very big moment for her because obviously she created the whole universe in which that show takes place. Um, and I put her in a Mark Carrion dress and it was just such the perfect combination for her. And I just loved them. And after that, you know, I got to know the PR for them really well, whom I adore. And she introduced me to the designer who is just one of the kindest human beings I've ever met and just so brilliant and down to earth. So when Fashion Week came and they had their show, Candace and I went and it was, you know, beyond stunning. It was one of my, one of the highlights of my week. And then I think the moment where my love for them went to a new level was I was in Milan for Milan Fashion Week and um, one of my clients had a, had a last minute emergency. They had like a talk show filming the next morning and they just found out 12 hours before. And it was almost one o'clock. I was on a rooftop in Milan, a little drunk. And I called them and my client had four dresses at her house within like two hours, you know? And so they really saved my butt because I was halfway across the world. So from then on, big fan, big fan, huge fan. And I, Holly has been hearing me talk her ear off about them because recently I used one of their dresses in a shoot for the cut and it was beyond major. And Holly has been getting so tired of hearing me talk about them. So I just said, fuck it, let's go. So we went to the showroom and Holly found some incredibly gorgeous things. They're even, do you want to tell the story about how you're now having custom pieces? Cause you're, you're special. <laughs> first of all we go into the showroom and they do a lot of bridal she is very talented and i will say as a customer i like good customer service so with that being said the woman who was helping us was very helpful she was like this is amazing this will look so good on you this 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 we can do it in this fabric so it's kind of like you can spin the wheel and see what fabrics they have and they can take a dress and change the straps and change the waistline so that was really fun being able to very do it special custom. you know to yeah have they don't kill that... you with the price it's not bargain but it's not so high-end that it's unattainable for regular people i like to say it's a really comfortable price point for an everyday shop, for an everyday New Yorker, it's yes. a very comfortable price point just to buy clothes. Like, I, you know, most, a lot of New Yorkers, you know, New Yorkers have a very different sense of reality than the rest of the country. We are, you know, let's be honest, we're all very jaded when it comes to money because it's just money is like water here. You just blow through it. So <laughs> for a lot of my friends here, $2,500 for an evening dress is nothing. That's like such a great deal. It's not something you have to think about or be stressed about. At the same time, for fabulous people in the rest of the country and across the world, you know, if your son's getting married, $2,500 for a fabulous dress to wear, you know, an event like that is still an attainable price. You know, it's not $5,000, it's not $10,000, yes. it's not $20,000. Word attainable is great. And $2,500 for a dress for me with, you know, now I'm going to bigger events and I'm going to more events. And you and I are going to go to Paris Fashion Week and blah, blah, blah. I can wear that dress around different crowds. I'm wearing it to a wedding. I'm going somewhere else. Like I can wear it a lot of different ways. Right. 
And it's also nice because you will be the only person because we took one of their classic um, dresses that has this corset top that they're so famous for. And we liked a different fabric better. And so Holly's going to be the only person in the world with that dress in that fabric. Love that journey. And that's a very special thing. And usually when you have that level, you know, when you have a brand or a designer that is as well-respected as Markarian, it's, you know, in vogue all the time. You see it on, you know, the top, top celebrities and models. One of the first celebrities, I think, to wear it was, um, I want to say it was Emma Roberts or someone. You know, it was a cool, it was like a really cool actress. And since then, you know, they dressed the first lady. So to have a designer of that caliber and respect be able to do a custom work and have it still be a attainable, in quotations, price point is really special. It's incredible. And Allie came upstairs and she introduced herself to me and I was telling her, you know, these are my fit issues and I have this and I have that. And she's like, oh girl, we got it. Like she took all my measurements and, and I like to see the face of the brand. And if I'm going to be spending hard-earned money there, I want to know that I'm going to be taken care of. And she definitely did that. And I've gotten one piece, so I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to try it on and I'll put it on the Instagram and I'll share everybody and it'll be great. So I'm excited about it. So it's, I have other things coming too. So that's going to be super fun. Well, I think the most special part about the experience for me was, um, there was, I went to the runway show in February and there was this outfit that I saw and immediately Holly has been hearing me complain to her about that. She has to have these shorts for like five fucking months and she's so over it. But every summer going into summer, Holly and I have like the great short debate. <laughs> which is like, we order like eight pairs of shorts because the really good ones are like Oscar de la Renta and they're like $900 a pair. And I was always like, that's stupid. And I'm like, I know it's, it is stupid, but if you buy them now, you'll never have to buy them again. We end up settling in the middle where she, you buy like nice frame shorts and Philip Lim and whatever, but nothing is ever perfect. Nothing is ever like carry over. You pretty much just buy new shorts every year. So, you know, I was showing you these shorts and you were a little worried. So you showed Allie and the other designer and she goes, well, what if we did this? And the best part was this, Allie came upstairs just to, I love it. She walks in and goes, I saw your name on the calendar. So I just had to come say hello. And she ended up staying and saying, all right, Holly, like, why don't we cut these shorts in this fabric for you and do them custom? And you were like, uh, I'm in. Love that journey for me. And so now, but it's also, think about it. It's brilliant. She's going to cut a new pattern or something. Yeah. That takes a little bit more time. But if Holly loves these shorts, you don't have to go searching for shorts anymore. Every right. summer you can say, I want a pair in red. I want a pair in this fabric. I want to do this, but they're already done. You don't have to think about it, you know? And that's amazing. So great. So I was very grateful for that. I have a, I'm going to do an unboxing and I'm going to make a video, blah, blah, blah. So y'all check out my new peplum jacket from Markarian is next level. It's, it really is quite spectacular. I have to say I'm very jealous. What else have we done, Nolan? We did the night of stars. I've already interviewed Julie Lamb, Miss Julie Lamb of New York. We went to the F the Fashion Group International Rising Star Awards, which I was lucky enough to be able to work the event, which that team is just so lovely. I mean, the FGI team, the, the president of FGI is a, a dear friend of a very dear friend of mine. And she's just uh, uh, one of those people I always feel lucky to be around because she's just uh, Marianne Grace, she's just a, a brilliant, brilliant person, but also is so kind and down to earth. So I, it was really exciting. I loved being there that day. And Holly had a table where she invited all of her favorite people to come and celebrate. We actually knew a couple different nominees. We knew Salone Monet, who's a shoe designer. Of course, our Julie Lamb was nominated. So Julie Lamb had a table and Holly had the table next door. So great. So great. And Lynn Yeager was there. Yes. One of my biggest fans. I like to joke. She is um, an editor of Vogue and she took a picture with us. She was at Julie's table. 
She's major. We're with Jackie, who does my story jewelry, which I'm going to interview Jackie. And she's fabulous. I love me some Jackie Cohen. Yes, we were all there on the Lammy train as Lambassador. So as you heard in my interview with Julie Lamb, please go back and listen. It was a few episodes ago. That was great. Nolan orchestrated all that and was like, I got you the best table. Duh. And it's next to Julie. Duh. Well, I like to say I learned from the best. I learned from Anna Martin's the PR maven. So I uh, I can't take all the credit there. Anna was running the show. So it was nice. It felt, it was really sweet. I like to say that all my people won that. Well, not all my people because Salone didn't, but all my people won that day because uh, Frederick Anderson also won, which was amazing because he had not one, but two tables full of a lot of people that I knew. So that was really amazing. And then also Julie had her table and Holly had her table and it was just so many, it felt like a big fashion family on that day. You know, it really did. Vera Wang was there. Jason Wu was there. Mm-hmm. I got to Linda um, Fargo. Linda Fargo. It was really fun. We we enjoyed it. It was this, at this place called the Lighthouse, and it is this giant event space. And the whole back opens up, and you're overlooking. What is it? Is it is it the Hudson River? I guess it is. It's the Hudson River. Yes. And it's it was just gorgeous and spectacular. So we had a really fun time with that. And then Marianne, the president of the FGI, which is the Fashion Group International, invited. Nolan and myself to come to their merit awards, which was a private dinner at Bergdorf on 57th and 5th in their restaurant. We were the only ones in there. It was so creepy to be in there after dark, but we had a lovely time. The food was delicious. That was a really special evening because oftentimes, even though, you know, when all of us are in a space together, and it is fashion related. You know, a lot of us hang out outside, but when it is fashion related, oftentimes one of us is working in some capacity. And so when we all got to dinner, you know, Holly and I and our friend Anna Martins was sitting with us and we were at Marianne's table, the president's table. And I actually got to be, you know, near, you know, other people. I knew, you know, Meredith Merckx was in town who, who I know and who's lovely. Actually, I have to tell a very funny story about that after this. Um, and she was sitting with Frederick, who was sitting across from Marianne. It was like this whole table. And it was Rebecca Moses, the f- very famous designer, and Freddie Lieber, the famous stylist and editor, and Ken Downing, who is at Hearst now. Oh, my God. Ken Downing was totally at our table. He is fabulous. And it was, it, all we did was laugh. We laughed the whole He's got dinner. really good hair, by the way. He does. I saw Ken actually this week at the Alice and Olivia 20th anniversary party. And he came up to me and whatever and was playing with my hat. It was very sweet. He's like, oh my God, you need to move the brim, girl. I was like, okay, Ken. <laughs> my favorite, like, I mean, I still have quotes in my phone, but all I could hear, like I kept hearing, because Ken is very animated, was making jokes. Like all I heard was the end was, so there were these three gays on a Zoom. And I was like, where is this going? <laughs> and then I just hear potassium is great for the legs all we did was laugh and it was nice just to be able to have time as like friends who all love fashion to be in a fashion setting and have no one be working, have us just get to enjoy it. Agreed. And, um, was it Audrey Smalls? I think was her name. It was like the longest surviving member of FGI who just had us all in stitches laughing so hard. Audrey Smaltz was her Smaltz, yes. was her name. She is the oldest member of the FGI. And she was talking about, herself, but she was talking about when she worked in Bloomingdale's in the seventies and, and who was in charge. And then she was a model in the eighties. So it was really fun to hear her stories. She was, she was really great. So we enjoyed listening to her and we met FGI people from different regions. It was Mexico city and St. Louis. I said, who knew there was a fashion group in St. Louis? No offense. 
I just, who knew that? that Miami or oh, Southern Florida, it was just really exciting. So it was fun. And my bestie, Melanie Woodruff was there. She's the membership director. Love her. It was great. It was really, really lovely. So we had a lot of fun. Okay. So Nolan, we have done all these fabulous things. We have been a lady about town. We've eaten a lot of Oreos. We've walked up and down. P.S. I got my new membership for the Met Gala. So we're going to go see the fashion exhibit if it's still there. Is it still there? Yes, it is. It is. It is indeed. I meant to tell you we're going to do that. But this podcast is called Fashion Crimes. We are almost at our 100th episode. Nolan started this journey with me and then he got too big for his britches and then he had to fall off a little bit. And that's not what happened. I have to work when he can grace us with his presence when he's not styling the riches of the world. But we were going to talk about some of our own fashion crimes. And I don't know what you're thinking of that I had as fashion crime wise, but I'm sure you can think of something, but let's we start with you. Have them. I think we, listen, I have some for myself and I have some for you. And I think it's like, oftentimes fashion is so elitist, which I love. Honestly, I'll be honest. Like I had this conversation with someone last week and I'm like, I have no interest in being appealing to most people. Like I love that fashion is like this little creative like bubble, but I want to also be very honest about the fact that like everybody's personal style is a journey, right? And it is constantly evolving and changing and nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And one of my favorite Joan Rivers quotes was something along the lines of like, so what happens if you wear something and it looks bad? So what? You know, you try it again tomorrow. I loved that. And so we all have made our mistakes. I think I've talked about my high school and early college fashion mistakes, but now I have some others that are more recent. And not all of them, some of them are style and some of them are just responsibility, uh, mistakes and, or lapses in judgment <laughs> due to fiscal <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> so the first would be a story about my new, as some call it, my psychiatrist coat it is, is a Deegan Voltaire distressed lambskin. Is it cornflower or sunflower blue, whatever trench coat in leather? I love that coat. But this year at the after party for the Met Gala, I realized why I don't drink cognac. (laughs) And the next morning, someone Holly and I both adore is a huge, huge fan of the Deacon Voltaire. And the VIP for the sample sale was that was the next day, the morning after the after party for the Met Ball. I think I had seven or eight cognacs. Okay. It was a girl down situation. Who would even give you that many drinks? I don't even know. I don't know. There was a lot. There was like, we were eating chicken. We were eating cotton candy. We were drinking <laughs> cognac. Oh, I remember this. And then you ended up in someone's office or something like that. No, that was a different night, but thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> and so I got home at four o'clock in the morning, completely wasted. And I had promised to take Darcy to the Zadigan Voltaire sample sale the next morning. And she had been talking about it for me for weeks. And I just, I couldn't cancel on her. I didn't have the heart. But it was the only time in my life I woke up and I was still drunk. It wasn't (laughs) like I'm hungover. I was legit still drunk. I was so sick. And I made it to Zadigan Voltaire at eight o'clock in the morning. Savior. And while I was in there, I saw this distressed blue leather trench coat and it was just so crazy and out of control. And I'm like, oh, what's $250 while I'm drunk? <laughs> and Darcy's like, it's actually really cool. And then this fabulous blonde lady was next to me. She goes, oh, so there's a story behind that coat. 
I said, oh, she goes, well, I'm the retail director for Zadiga Voltaire. And you see, there's like eight of them in black, but there's only one in blue because this is the runway sample. We never put it into production. So I genuinely have the only one. And actually, uh, a dear friend of mine, Anna, really hated it the first time I wore it out and I got so many compliments. And now it's a running joke with us that anytime I wear it and I get compliments, I rub it in her face because the first person to compliment me the, compliment me the first time I wore it was Ken Downing. And she's like, really, Ken, you're going to do this to me. It was so funny. <laughs> but moral of the story is don't financially irresponsibly spend money while you're still drunk from the night before on a cerulean distressed leather trench coat. Because how many times am I really going to wear that? Do you know what I mean? But Nolan, see, it, and for all you first time insider besties, what you, this is your first time meeting Nolan. I'm sorry for you, but thank God that you met him now. Duh. I'm the gift that keeps on giving. And Nolan has a coat problem, not a Coke problem, a coat problem. Which honestly, I think Coke is better than coat. <laughs> so other way around, other way around. Sorry. I <laughs> Sorry. I don't do. No, 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 no. This is not 1986. I don't do Coke. Just kidding. Girl down. Anyway, Nolan has a coat problem where he likes to buy a coat every chance on the planet. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand degrees outside. You need this coat. You should buy this coat. I'm going to get this coat. I'm like, I don't know how Nolan has two coats at my apartment. He's got four coats at Anna's. He's got coats in his store. I don't know how he's got so many coats, but that is a problem we're working on. And he doesn't think I have enough coats, but I would like to piggyback off that and say that Nolan, since his you know newfound fashion and style, and he's developing his style, found these pants. I think you found these pattern pants at a thrift store in Maine. Is that right? Which ones? The ones where it was an ass down situation. <sighs> oh, you mean when I split my pants? <laughs> Was it the Frederick Anderson show? Anyway, I'll let you tell the story. But Nolan split his pants literally and figuratively. I will say that. So that was I believe that that did happen. Yes. And we actually already talked about it on the podcast. But yes, I went to go sit down at the Frederick Anderson fashion show. And I just felt a (laughs) And it literally split the entire crotch all the way up the ass. Did you get those pants in Maine? No, I bought them here in New York. And they're from a brand called Our Legacy. They actually were quite expensive. They were ripped beyond repair. I mean, there was no, I mean, you had to use resuscitation on those. Well, but the funny part was, is that you couldn't change your pants for like two more hours. No. So I literally ran around New York city with my ass out. Like I walked out. (laughs) No, because I went to, here's the best part. My fabulous socialite publicist friend brought a bunch of her fabulous, fabulous friends all to breakfast at the Regency afterwards. And there I am sitting there with my freaking ass out. Like, you know, I was like, well, easy access. I was, I was like, oh, dear God, I need an adult. <laughs> I mean, what, it was girl down. What were some fashion crimes for me? What are you thinking of for me? Besides my yellow elephant dress that I had to return. Sorry, the giraffe dress, which we've already talked There's about. The Deegan Voltaire dress. Yes. But no, for me, I think it's more of combinations versus pieces. Like you have this amazing sequin trench coat and it's fabulous and I adore it. But the last time you wore it was with like a, a pattern dress from Japan and printed Gucci boots and this like fringe <laughs> leather piece. And it was just too much at once. I loved it. I loved it. I went to Tulum, first of all. It was like you just didn't know where to look. Like each uh, of those pieces belongs it was a on lot. its own. And I have those pictures too. So I can play. I will, I will admit 
that was a lot, but I was feeling the style vibe and we went to Japan and I got this dress. It was kind of cute. And then I went to, we went to Tulum and there's great shopping in Tulum if you haven't been there. And there was like this leather piece. It looks like a bib, but it's fringe. And I was like, oh, I'll just put this over it. And then I try, had that leather trench, the, the trench coat on, which is from Anuki. And the reason why I have that coat is because Nolan made me buy it because Eva Chen has that coat. And then Eva Chen and I are going to be best friends. She just doesn't know that yet. Duh. I'm going to wear that coat in Paris. Okay, whatever you say, dear. Anyway, so it's sequins on the inside. So Nolan was pissed because I was opening my jacket like I was a flasher because it was all sequins on the inside. But it was so fun and I loved it. But that was that was a big moment. That that was a lot. I'm not gonna lie, that was a lot. You're right. You're right. Each of those pieces on their own is enough of a statement. That's what you know. Lately, we've been working on both of us. Like that sequin trench coat belongs with all black or all white or a tweed or something, you know, and then let the coat shine on its own. Whose fault is it that I have a sequin trench coat and silver disco pants? Okay. And then you tell me to, to bring it down, pick a lane. You do it in moderation. And I love that. I mean, I'm trying to think what else I'm like, Hmm, I really have to, you know what? Also, I don't think it was a crime more of, you're just elevated past it, but you have a red and black Proenza Schooler bandage dress. Oh, I love that fucking dress. It's hot pink, by the way. And it's a yeah. beautiful dress, but it's just like... That's going to the real real. Fuck off. That's going to well, the real just, real. It's just that you have so much better now. You know what I mean? It's like knowing when to let go. So it is a bandage dress. So any of you guys who don't know what a bandage dress is, it's like super stretchy and it looks like you're, you're a mummy wrapped in bandages. Well, Hervé Leger came out with a style, right, Nolan? Yes. And it was like almost 20 years ago. He came out with that style. Oh no, it was a lot longer than that. It was in the late eighties. It's been around for a long time and it actually came back and I bought a dress from House of CB. I did meet Nolan, but he didn't unapprove of that purchase. And I ended up wearing that to my birthday party a couple years ago. And I really loved that dress. And then as soon as Nolan and I got really close, he made me get rid of that real fucking fast anyway. And I love that dress, but now it's kind of back again. And Proenza did a version of it, but it's like open in the middle, but it's like my ass is from the window to the wall. Anyway, it is in my real, real pile. So fuck off. There you go. Well, and you know what? Then it's not a real crime because you know what? Evolution. I mean, listen, yeah, I still evolution. have pieces. Yeah. I'm trying to think right now as I sit here, you know, what are the pieces? What are the other fashion crimes I've committed? Because God knows there are some. Oh, you know what? I had one where it's like sometimes you love pieces and you want to love them on yourself, but they just don't look good on you. I have two examples. One is the Marine Sayre half moon cardigan that I, I mean, turtleneck that everyone has. I just bought one for myself because I wanted to love it and it just didn't look good. I'm sorry. It's not your Aquaman dark green sequin turtleneck. I'm confused. No, that is sorry. not a fashion crime. Do you know how many people ask me if that's Prada every time I wear it? They're like, is that Prada? <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. It's not. No, seriously. This Marine Sayre half moon one, it's like the darling turtleneck of fashion. Everyone loves Marine Sayre. It was this like brown and nude color. It just didn't look good on me. I don't know why but then i put it on mary and mary looked fantastic in it so that was one and another oh gosh i'm trying to think the green sequin turtleneck just kidding sorry leave my turtleneck alone <laughs> the what what tell tell them about the um the red 
what is what is the thing the red thing that you put under the navy jacket uh so i have a Givenchy like super thick lace logo t-shirt that i just adore it's this it's like it was it was still full price when i bought it i found it at second street and it's like a three thousand dollar t-shirt it's ridiculous but it's like the dopest thing i own every time i wear it everyone is like beyond obsessed with it this is the crochet one yes yeah it looks like a blanket let's call it what it is the first time I wore it was during last fashion week. I wore it to a party at Zero Bond and I wore it over a white t-shirt and un- or a white turtleneck and underneath this navy coat with red trim. It did look good. It did it look good. It was so magnificent. I got stopped so many times. That was a good one. I'm trying to think of the bad ones. Oh, buying like I have, I bought like six pairs of dress shoes at one of the Bali sample sales and I've never worn a single one of them. <laughs> Why? Because I don't like the only dress shoes I ever wear are the Gucci Horsebit loafers, the only ones. And this is not a fashion crime, but it's just a hilarious fashion item. But Nolan has a blazer. He's very into blazers. Nolan has a black blazer with rhinestone Eiffel Towers all over it. And it is so hilarious that people love that fucking jacket. It's a moment. It's Balenciaga runway. He gets stopped in the street. And when we talk about it, it's just really funny. I know you have to be there, but he's like, what about my Eiffel Tower rhinestone jacket? I'm like, you don't hear that many times a day. I'm just saying. I call it my disco tits jacket (laughs) because it really is insanity. And it's a good time. I mean, it's a fun jacket. We always joke. And he's like, that's the whitest thing you've ever said. I don't know. It's between my RV, my Peloton and my doodle. Like he can't make a decision what's whiter. And then when he says things like my dark green sequin turtleneck or my rhinestone Eiffel Tower coat, I'm like, that's the gayest thing you've ever said. I mean, sometimes it is, though. (laughs) Not Listen, I'm not afraid to say it. It's a journey, not a destination, right? Styles ever evolving. So we live and we learn. But I'm like, I, I... said to you i'm like i think we should talk about some of our own failures because god knows we've had some i would admit that for sure i mean but i do love that pro one's address i do have what else is a fashion tragedy that i have you had these gucci horse bit clogs that i made you get oh my god i love those Ugh. those like hurt my soul (laughs) he's like it looks like you're a mennonite working on a farm i was like i like these i know i was like is the butter ready yet (laughs) that shit he made me give away i did give away my ostrich feather bcbg eggplant purple vest which i actually really loved that to be honest with you but you made me give that away it was very (laughs) chicken-ish but not in like a jean-baptiste valley haute couture moment more of a like what is this tragedy no no i agree i agree I'm looking through my closet. What else do I have that's a fashion tragedy? So um, I always yell at Nolan because we got married in 2013, and but Nolan was in the seventh grade in 2013. So I'm, I had, I'm always like, I can't believe you didn't help me pick out my wedding dress. He's like, I was in the seventh grade. <laughs> so- like I was still playing tennis and trying to convince myself I wasn't a fag. <laughs> I was busy. But I do have um, my uh, my honeymoon suit is a gold. It is very bright. It is a Lily Pulitzer because I didn't know any better. 
It is a Lily Pulitzer suit with um, gold lame trim and thread throughout the whole thing. And Jonathan said, I look like a fucking highlighter. Okay. It's bright pink. And I set off, I couldn't get through security because of the gold lame thread. It kept setting off the thing. So I had to get a, go into a special room and get a pat down. Well, you know what, whatever gets you there. <laughs> oh, you know, what? another fashion adventure unrelated that we did recently was we took Holly's husband, Jonathan, on a shopping adventure. Oh, my God. Nolan saved the day on that one. Jesus. Which, no, it's really exciting. I love getting to work with menswear because it's not something I get to do all the time. And another thing is, Jonathan and I are very similar in size. Like, it's actually very nice because I can be like, okay, like, shape-wise, this works. Like, you know, it's it's a little easier for me. And so I got to take them both to see my favorite human being at Bergdorf Goodman. And we spent like five hours there in the VIP room that overlooks Fifth Avenue in like the most gorgeous room with everything you could ever want. And we just and found Schmutz. him all these, um, and Schmutz came to visit. We found him all of these amazing pieces. He was so excited. It was like the sweetest thing ever. It was so great. Nolan did a number on Jonathan and got him all new fabulous clothes. He was very excited and he did not want me to pick out his shit. He wanted Nolan to pick out. It was He's now a Tom Ford fan, which I've been working on for like four years, which is great. Because Look, you put it I on your vision board and it came to fruition. What can I say? Listen, I love Tom Ford. Made me very happy. But now sharing my my love for Tom Ford. So that was also a really fun adventure we did recently. I was trying to think of the other fun things we've been up to. We have a lot of fun things coming up. Yes, yeah, so much fun coming up. What's coming up? Tell us, tell us, tell us. There is some fashion events that we're going to. There's a couple things in the Hamptons that are going to be super fun. I'm coming back in July and Nolan has a fucking party every day. We're going to do stuff with Beerman. We're going to do stuff with Sylvia Taraci, the, the showroom. Can I say that, Nolan? Yes, yes. Well, so a friend of mine runs an amazing PR company and they're a company I work with a lot. So I brought Holly just to show them the showroom. And so I've been working with them a lot. And so I'm trying to figure out how we can work with them for our upcoming adventures in New York. And then, so you and I will do New York fashion week. I mean, I'll be with a client most of the week, but I'm sure we will be at some, we'll be going to Markarian together, which will be really exciting. Yes, yes, yes. And then I am jetting off to London with friend of the podcast, my BFF, Jennifer, my style soulmate, my, my, uh, my fashion confidant. And then her and I are going to tear it up in London. Then I'm going to come home, pick up Holly, and then we are going to go to Paris for the yes. show. It's going to be so exciting. Yes, we're going to Paris. Jonathan just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> the one miser, like the one positive, I styled two clients for the Cannes Film Festival this, this year, which was such a milestone. It was really amazing. And I got to work with brands I've never worked with before, like Bulgari and Armani and Jean Batista. And the one, you know, it was a lot of stress, a lot of crying. I also was like remotely styling someone for the Amphar Gala while I was keeled over on the bathroom floor with food poisoning. It was so glam. <laughs> but the positive to come out of it was is I now have some great relationships with some French brands. Nolan's like, I'm throwing up. Can I come over? I was like, no, no, you cannot come over. No. That might have happened. I didn't want to be alone. I was a little scared. <laughs> Not the doorman bringing me Pedialyte and unlocking the front door and bringing it to me on the floor. That happened. Anyway. The one positive to come out of that horrendous week was, you know, some lasting, amazing relationships with some French houses. So it looks like we'll go to some amazing shows when we're there. So and look, you felt really skinny. Duh. 
I did. I fit into all my clothes afterwards. You felt really skinny. And we're going to go to Paris and we're going to fuck up a cheese plate. Can I just say that? I know. We have to go to Hotel Coast and like have a cheesecake, not a cheese plate, a cheesecake. Okay. We are going to fuck up some cheese when we go to Paris. That's all I have to say. Nolan, this has been amazing. Thank you for coming and for hanging out with us. Nolan, this was episode 98. He's like, fuck off. I want to be episode 99. So uh, Nolan's going to be episode 99 too. He just doesn't know it yet. So we have to think of what we're going to say on the next episode. Back by not so popular demand. (laughs) My name is Holly Cates. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast. We are so happy that you joined us today. Please, please let us know what you want to hear. Send us snail mail. Send us a DM. Thank you so much for listening. And again, we could talk forever, but Nolan will be back for part two. He is going to be episode 98, 99 because he is butthurt. But we're going to work it out because we have a lot more shit to say. We're not going anywhere. This week is not complete. We've got episode 100 coming up. Make a habit of listening to it. You will not be sorry. I am so excited. I am Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, the hostess with the mostest, and as always and forever, the only Holly you need to know. Peace out for now. Thank you so much for listening, and we are out.